Shall We Football podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host AJ and Colt. This is NFL Week 4. Our very special guest, Drew Davenport. Everyone clap for Drew. It says clap so for in Drew. parentheses. Clap for Drew. It says so in parentheses because you, you two can't be trusted. Coming up big, Shall We Football welcome to Drew. Joining us to skewer Week 3 and pick Week 4 games against the spread generally poorly. You can find him on the Twitter.com at Drew Davenport FF. Football Guys staff member, his podcast is Auction Brief. Uh, he is the King's Classic Auction Champ in 2020 and 2021. He's been a practicing criminal defense attorney for 21 years. Since he's been practicing law, the Vikings had a fun aquatic sex getaway twice. Uh, Aaron Rodgers became a crazy old medicine man in love with <laughs> ayahuasca. Mark Sanchez's tush scored the first butt down. The 2008 Detroit Lions happened, Drew. I'm not sure if you're aware of them. Tony Romo forgot to cup the balls in the playoffs. I didn't like that. Didn't feel great uh, writing it down. Tom Brady and Brett Favre did retire several times, uh, and there's still at least one impending uh, and also an indictment that maybe you could probably help Mr. Favre out with uh, touchdown Tommy flat balls uh, Justin Timberlake showed millions of children their first boob uh, since you have been practicing law so congratulations on their march to adults and congratulations to all the kids out there uh, you will at attempt the pronunciation game I'm sorry in advance we will present the Mac Orkle award for episode MVP named for Michael McCorkle Mac Jones we love him because he's a former child model national champion first round draft pick with the body of an actual John Daly We've changed the spelling to MC capital O-R-C-A-L in honor of AJ's former roommate, Evan, and my former tenant as well. His inability to spell literally anything at all. Can't. It's not good. Uh, Drew, this is how we do things here. We're not here to make friends. Human decency and puns not tolerated. Name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to Opine. Keep it brisk. I'm in a company paid hotel room. There are things to do. No and the man's got kids. Right. And Andrew has kids. Uh, no rules. Just right. Broke back snake house. So gentlemen, shall we football? What do you say? Let's go. I'm in. That's a C, senor. Okay, we're going to do a week three recap, and we're going to do Kansas City at Indianapolis, Buffalo at Miami, Jacksonville at the Chargers, San Francisco at Denver. You know what you've done. Chew your food. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right, where are we going to start, fellas? Coulter, take it away. Buffalo, Miami. What a game that was. Uh, full of, what, Josh Allen had 62 pass attempts? He did. Is that, is that right? 62 pass attempts. The Bills ran out of time. The last couple of minutes of that game were pretty insane. It was third and 22. Tua hit Waddle for a 45-yard bomb. The Dolphins go up and then stop the Bills on their goal line, leading to the historic butt fumble, uh, the punt butt fumble. <laughs> uh, safety, never seen that before. That was a delight. I really enjoyed that. I this did. game, it looked like a a lot of the guys were gassed out there. It was pretty hot. The guys getting fluids. Diggs looked like his body was about to break down at a point. He literally said that on the Dan Levitard show that he had at one point two IVs, one in each arm, and he thought he was very concerned for his well-being. Yeah, I mean, it, this was a hell of a game. I'm pretty shocked that Miami pulled out. I did pick Miami to win. I don't know if I if that was. You a, picked Miami to cover, sir. I picked him to cover. I was going to say I don't think I picked him outright, so it's kind of a moot point. But a lot of fireworks in this game. It was a little lower scoring than I thought it might be. Uh, Devin Singletary had nine catches for 78 yards. That's a little bit of an outlier. Buffalo running backs usually don't catch the ball that much. Um, also, they also don't run the ball well. They don't. Yeah, hence the 63. Passing attempts for Josh Allen. Uh, Two, I'm a little surprised he came back in that game because he looked rather wobbly when he smacked his head on that. But they're saying it was back spasms. Is that sure. a thing? Plausible. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, he'd never been actually tackled before because he played for Alabama in college. It's true. He's not used to it. I'm not sure if in that early Josh Allen fumble, it looked like Deion Dawkins thought he had help the left tackle. 
it was absolutely on him. That back was supposed to go inside. There was a linebacker that flashed and didn't actually penetrate into the pocket. It was a momentum changer. I think it showed Miami that they can compete and that despite the fact that they punted five times to the Bills punting once and there was a little bit of a difference in turnovers, but still, I I came away from this thinking that if they play this again, Bills probably win seven. I I mean, obviously, with with 400 passing yards, they were moving the ball. Drew, what say you about the uh, Buffalo-Miami game? Yeah, it was a wild game. I mean, two only threw 18 passes. And from a fantasy perspective, that was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, he still threw 11 of those 18 passes to the wide receivers, something that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Six went to Waddle and four went to, to Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, they only they only had 212 uh, yards compared to almost 500 for Buffalo. Yeah. There was a 40 to 20 uh, time of possession discrepancy there. But, you know, Buffalo's missing a lot of their uh, guys on the back end. And what's interesting is a lot of the folks uh, who in the know, I'm not one of those guys who really knows uh, about the depth at in uh, the Buffalo secondary, but the people I trust have been saying that Buffalo uh, trusts the guys that are the next man up here. And that appears to be the case because I think that while they weren't, um, you know, um, perfect, they did pretty well at limiting the, you know, explosive plays down the field. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a heck of a game. Buffalo runs 90 plays. Uh, you have to wonder and a little bit of foreshadowing here um, what that's going to do to Miami on a short week uh, Thursday night playing in that heat and, and um, sure. their defense being on the field for 90 plays. That could yeah. potentially be rough on that Miami defense, which has proved relatively stout uh, so far this year. You have to think that Buffalo is not going to continue to be that inefficient on offense, especially with what they showed in the first couple of weeks. Uh, I think this says a lot more about the Dolphins than it does about the Bills, correct? I'd, I'd agree with that. And, and you know, that throw there. that Allen missed at the end of the game, you know, oh, he's going to make that a lot he makes too. That so. 99 yeah. times oh, out of yeah. 100. And that's, that swings the game. So, yep. I don't know. Absolutely. All right. Kansas City at Indianapolis, uh, maybe shocker of the week, potentially. Mm-hmm. What do we say about that? And except maybe Jaguars and Chargers. We'll get to that one in a minute. Colts and Chiefs first at Lucas Oil Stadium. Drew, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I tell you what, these are two defenses that that are performing pretty well so far. And through three games, Kansas City is is fifth in the league and, and Indy's seventh in the league in yards per play. Mm-hmm. So this 2017 game was probably foreseeable. I, I don't know that I was thinking that the Chiefs were going to come out and score three points in the second half. That was a yeah. little odd. So there's obviously some still some adjustment going on there. One of the things I always preach about, and I'm going to talk about it when I talk about with Denver is you got to get comfortable with your playmakers and, and this um, Kansas city offense has a lot of new faces on it. So it's interesting that Indianapolis keeps throwing the ball to Jonathan Taylor. And from a fantasy perspective, he's got already, I believe 13 targets in three games. Mm -hmm. And that's great for his fantasy prospects. The problem is Indianapolis's offense has been really very average. I know they lost uh, Michael Pittman for a week there, and that hurts a lot. But they're 28th in the league at 4.8 yards per play on offense. That is just not great. And if you took Jonathan Taylor number one overall, he can't have a top five fantasy running back season with the offense uh, in the bottom five teams in the league in yards per play. Yeah, you are allowed to say mean things. The Colts offense fucking stinks. <laughs> it is not good. This is a podcast where you just let it all out. Colts stink on offense. Uh, Coulter, your your thoughts on this game? Speaking of what Drew was saying about you gotta get comfortable with your playmakers, I feel like outside of Michael Pittman, 
they they don't have a, a strong number two. I mean, Alec Pierce was a three for sixty-one. Alec Pierce had himself uh, a nice little game. Yeah, he he had an okay game. And last week, Ashton Doolin, uh, a, a deep sleeper darling that that I've bought into for a while, he had a pretty good game. I'd like to see a little more from Paris Campbell. Matt Ryan's just not that great, man. Well, he no. he looked lost. He's your uh, week two. He looked lost. <laughs> I'm older than Matt Ryan. I know. Um, but without that game, without Pittman, they didn't even put up a. They put zero points on the board. And then on the other side of the ball in the receiving quarter in Kansas City, it remains to be pretty ambiguous. Juju did come away with a pretty respectable stat line. Most of that was on a big play. He finished with five for 89. Mahomes is spreading the ball around a lot. He looks kind of frustrated. So they need, they're, they're missing Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes looks pretty frustrated with these, uh, these deep looks, these shell coverages. You know, it's forcing him to be patient, and it's not really the game he wants to play. He did great at it week one. But but this week he seemed to struggle with that. Too. And then they don't really have a running game. Clatter Rizalair had seven carries for zero yards. Yikes. But managed to fall into the end zone. He did have five catches for 39 yards, which kind of salvaged his fantasy day. If I had CEH on any roster, which I don't, I would have tried to sell him last week or week one. I mean, he's he screams. Uh, he's getting the production of an RB2, but his usage doesn't indicate that, his utilization. So. Those are just a couple of takeaways for me on both sides of the receiving core. Jay, uh, Matt Ryan is embarrassingly immobile, and it's 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 killing the Colts. That's been the case his entire career for the most. Part. It's I mean it is it's worse that, than it's ever been. He they knew what they were getting. I will say this: whenever Matt Ryan got time, he was accurate. It's just yep. he requires an amount of time that offensive lines generally just can't give. Now, touching on what Drew said, the Chiefs. Managed five sacks, six tackles for a loss, and 10 quarterback hits. That's a lot of time spent in the backfield. Yeah. And you still allow 20 points somehow. It's it's kind of this was this was a huge surprise for me. And then Ryan, our boy George Carlaftis, first round draft pick from Purdue. Yep. That was his fault in that first TD to Jelani Woods. Even if you're dropping into coverage, you got to jam at the line just a little bit. He didn't jam Jelani Woods in the slightest. Not and, even a, and, not even a time. And bit. he snuck out back there, didn't allow the secondary to get in positions in the end zone, and he just went untouched. And he was open before anybody knew it. He's and also like six nine. Every tight Jelani ends Woods. between like you know six nine and seven nine somewhere in yeah. there now. Yeah. Let me uh, uh, let me jump in real quick too and Drew. piggyback on that because you know you were talking about Matt Ryan and I know that the debate uh, rages about how much uh, sacks are quarterback stat but Ryan just is uh, he loves to check down I'm surprised because Colt you mentioned that they don't have a lot of playmakers I'm surprised they aren't using Naheem Hines more yeah I think that's a little bit odd that they don't get him on the field more and, uh, because their O line I don't know if you guys follow Ben Baldwin on Twitter um, Ben B Baldwin. Um, just want to give him credit for he put out a little thread with some charts today, and it, it was fantastic because you know the Colts O line is still one of the best run blocking units in the league. Taylor right now is first among all running backs in yards before contact, so the line's still just road grading everybody. Yeah, but their pass protection is terrible. It's one of the worst win rates according to ESPN. One of the worst pass block uh, win rates in the league. Um, so they got to do something different because. They don't have any playmakers on the outside. So they've got Naheem Hines and they got Michael Pittman, but they got a great run blocking unit. So shouldn't we be 
you know, continuing to force it to Taylor and throwing the ball to Naheem Hines. To that point, Drew, I saw after Allen uh, lost the lost his first fumble of the game, I noticed they started to bring in one to two backs to pass protect. I didn't see that shift from the Colts, uh, like that that purposeful shift to bring in some extra protection like uh, like the Bills did. Now, while they weren't totally efficient for the rest of the game, um, the offense still put up major, major yards um, and they turned it around. But I, I just did not, to your point, I did not see that the Colts bringing in any protection, maybe leaking out Hines for a check down or something like that. Um, they, I saw them run him a little bit like they were going to run, um, I was going <laughs> to say James, like they were going to run James Taylor, you know, up the yeah. center of the offensive line. Uh, yeah, I just it was a little a little bit confusing what what their plan was on on offense per se. But I mean, hell, they got it done. Guess who had more yards than Clyde Edwards Elaire on the ground? Matt Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Edwards Elaire had zero yards, didn't he? Yeah, Matt Ryan had yeah. A, gr- a whopping four <laughs> yards on. It's seven carries. carries for zero yards. Ch. Yeah. Uh, I think a, some of Matt Ryan's issue with holding the football, it stems from the Colts' lack of weapons in the receiving core. Those dudes can't get open. They they are not. At best, they are a subpar receiving core in the NFL. Uh, Michael Pittman is fine. I'm not sure he's a true number one guy, but on this team, he has to be. This team is not great, the Colts. Uh, they needed this win. Lucasville is a great place to play. I've been there. Colts were desperate. The Chiefs are going to figure it out. Um I don't think this says a lot about either this. I, I think I think it says something about the Colts ability to, to find a way to win an, sure. in, yeah. uh, an unquantifiable statistic for the most part. But I think it says a little bit about the Colts. But for the most part, I, I would say that this is this was just an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, Chargers at Jaguar or Jaguars at Chargers. Justin Herbert was very obviously not himself. Very busted up rib cartilage. Uh, the Jaguars put a hurting on him. Uh, what, what does that tell you a little bit about the Chargers defensive unit if the Jaguars are dumping 38 points on them? Bosa went out early. Yes, he did. Take Jackson take that into account. didn't play. With a gurn. With a gurn, yep. Drew, what do you got? Yeah, the Chargers defense is one of the more surprising things to me because I was on them in the preseason when they picked up uh, another pass rusher when yep. they got Mack and then J.C. Jackson. But Jackson hasn't been able to play very much and has not responded well to whatever is going on with his ankle. So now they're down Bosa and Jackson, and this this defense is extremely ordinary right now. But I, th- I what I think is interesting is on the other uh, other side of the ball, the Jaguars defense looks mm-hmm. legit, really you know, good. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I went, Walker is a somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went and looked up the uh, Pro Football Focus uh, defensive line grades because I was really interested to see. Yeah, I'm that kind of nerd. Um, but the, I, I love it very much, Drew. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, they've got, you know, they've got a couple guys. Uh, Josh Allen, of course, is just a beast. But they've got three other guys on the defensive line here. Um, Gotsis and Hamilton are 11th and 14th. And then um, and Trayvon Walker, his PFF grade isn't that high yet, but he's right in the middle of the back and he's still learning. I mean, they've got four dogs right in the middle of that line. And what's interesting is, you know, I really expected – LA's just not pushing the ball down the field. It's kind of weird. Herbert's 26th in the league in average depth of target. He's only thrown the ball 6.4 yards down the field. And I think we're probably underestimating what's happening with Keenan Allen being out. Yeah. But the Jags, you know, their pass rush win rate, according to ESPN, is one of the highest ones in the league. You know, they've got the third best run defense right now. Um, they've given up the seventh fewest yards. 
Uh, they're only giving up 5.2 yards per play. I mean, this is a legit defense, and the Chargers paid because you know they're they're losing pieces left and right. They're losing two important guys on the offensive line, and they just got destroyed in every phase of the game. That was impressive, in my opinion, from Jacksonville. I know that the Chargers are hurting. Better things are ahead, but that was impressive to me. AJ Devin Lloyd is a delight. Devin Lloyd is six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, and all of those. He's every inch and every pound of that frame that dude can ball the Jaguars have 26 passes defended on the season the most in the NFL they had nine passes defended in that game alone I think the Jaguars defense has arrived and I will say this officially Trevor Lawrence has arrived uh the Marvin Jones I think I think I think the the four of us could win that division at this point point. very rough division those numbers just blew me away the the rush yards too, 151 to 26 the Eckler usage I'm sure our fantasy guys Drew and Colt can touch on that a little bit but that was that was confusing um (laughs) very concerning I I know he's not the between the tackles kind of guy but look he's he's an incredible running back he can do more of it than he did I think at the very least, he can do a little more than he did. But the numbers here were kind of surprising. Trevor Lawrence just looks like he is in command, which is what I wanted to see from him. He looks like he is confident. He's poised. Confident. It was wild because the first couple throws, he sailed. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And then he locked down. That TD pass to Marvin Jones was the official signal that uh, Trevor Lawrence has arrived. Yeah. And they got CJ beat hard in the game for... uh for a rushing yard in there that is rough rushing yard (laughs) yeah whenever why was herbert still in the game when he was that that's just absurd to me not to mention he did throw a touchdown that wasn't even reviewed three seconds left you're like nothing to see here let's go ryan how do you feel about the coaching staff uh in in la what are your Uh, thoughts on that you know they've made some questionable decisions in the past uh their their special teams unit is consistently uh at an fcs level uh in the nfl uh, and I'm not quite sure why Justin Herbert's in there chucking it 45 times when his his entire upper torso is yeah. in little shards of glass on on one side of his body. They're fucking idiots. <laughs> That's what I was sort of waiting for. Yeah, Back to they fit, are. They're not great. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that they have a really high pass rate over expectation uh, through three games, and that's I think that's a little bit weird because they're having pass pro issues. Uh, they don't take a lot of sacks, but that's because their average depth of target is so low. Yeah, mm-hmm. I find it weird that they're not just giving it more to Eckler. I, I don't, I don't understand that. I think things are better. Things are ahead. Keenan Allen's coming back. Every week that goes by, Herbert will feel better. Uh, their center Lindsley's coming back. Better things ahead. As long as the veterinarian doesn't get a hold of him, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever worked on Tyrod Taylor, retain him. Get him. Mm. Fancy question, Eckler check. How concerned are you? What's your panic level? I can answer that in a really snarky way. Uh, Hit me. Please, please, please. please. I'm not concerned at all because I have no Eckler. I don't either. Uh, I have zero Eckler shares. I felt like last year was his, um, I like to refer to it as his Michael Jackson thriller season. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the one that breaks the bank. I thought that was last year. And so I wasn't willing to buy off of that. And most of my auctions, the price was just kind of silly. Yeah. I felt like the red zone usage was off the chain. That wasn't going to happen again. That was really what sustained him in some bad weeks right. where he got, I, I mean, I watched a lot of Eckler last year because I've had him in the Kings auction and was living and dying by every game there. And, um, and he just, he got a lot of carries in spots where I was like, Oh, Eckler's in the game. Oh my gosh. He just uh, scored an 11 mm-hmm. yard touchdown. And I was yeah. like, 
that was kind of lucky. And and so that kind of it felt like that kept happening. I wasn't wanting to pony up. So I think that Eckler's doing what I would expect him to do. He's a PPR guy yeah. who's got a nice floor, but I just don't think the ceiling's there. Yeah, he he saved his day uh, kind of with eight catches and 48 yards at the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, two late drives. They just exactly. dumped it off to him like six times. And Four carries, five yards. I mean, the utilization awful. was not good on nope. Sunday. But I, I, like you, I didn't – I couldn't buy him at that price. He was going top three, top five pick this year, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Yeah. All right, boys. Final game that we're going to talk about: 49ers at the Broncos, Mile High Stadium. Let Russ cook Frankenbeans because that's about all he can manage. Uh, Colt is the professional chef here. Colt, how is Russ cooking currently? Oh man, it, it, I, I don't even terrible. want to say, it, dude. Yeah, he's he wouldn't work in my restaurant. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I might put him out busting tables at this point. He ain't working in my kitchen. Washing dishes. I don't know what he's cooking with. He had no spice, no seasoning, no nothing. When know. he I, finally I'm... did show a little bit of that old Russell Wilson. He, exactly. Just the, a little. The scramble to make something happen. That, that Russell Wilson magic, it was there a little bit. But he looks so timid before that to do anything. It's like getting outside the pocket, running for first down. Like He just, he didn't really seem like he wanted that those last couple of drives, I felt like he actually wanted to play. I, I don't know. It was just, I could be reading it wrong. He just looked pretty disinterested. Yeah. He's 23rd right now in pro football focus passer grade that, which is, is not great, but I, I, this was what I was talking about earlier when I said a little bit of foreshadowing here. I still remember Bruce Arians saying when he got Tom Brady, I give quarterbacks eight weeks yep. to learn my system. And I think that we have to give Russell Wilson a bit of a pass right now. Sure. I don't think that he's been a, a, an incredibly efficient elite quarterback for 10 years and suddenly forgot how to play quarterback. I think there's just a lot going on. He's trying to adjust to a new city, a new um, new playmakers, a new scheme. And it looks like all he knows how to do is look down the field at one read and then dump it off to a running back. He doesn't look good. I'm not making excuses for Russell Wilson. He's not playing well. But um, I think we got to give them some time. And I looked at their schedule in the second half, and it's it's pretty darn soft. It softens up, yeah. Yeah. So I I also think that the defenses here are so good yeah. that it may be tough to judge either Garoppolo or Wilson off of this game. The Niners are first in yards per play, third in points given up, second in total yards. The Broncos are right with them, sixth in yards per play. Drew, you're, you're speaking my language. I'm staring at that on my phone right now. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they've Broncos have only given up the second most points. They're third in total yards given up. So, I mean, the 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 defenses here are so tough. It was gonna always be a slugfest. I'm trying not to panic on Denver. I think there's some healthy bias here as a Russell Wilson guy, but I do think that we have to wait until maybe after their bye. There's also healthy bias on my side for being very much a not Russell Wilson guy. So <laughs> there's plenty of those out there too. It's all good. <laughs> Ryan has parked a not Russell Wilson flag on his front yard. Let's yeah, let's put I it that tell, way. I, can tell. <laughs> I think he is what he's always been. He will learn the system and his numbers will end up being fine. He is still what he's always been. And that's a guy who thinks he's a lot better than he is. But they're going to win some games. They're going to finish third in the division. They might finish second in the division. The Chargers I still have some question marks about them. Uh, what does this tell us about San Francisco with old Jimmy G? I, I think to, to Drew's point, I wrote originally wrote down these are bad offensive lines, but to Drew's point, these defenses are 
extremely good. They're quantitatively, both these defenses are up there in in so many relevant defensive categories. But I will I will say this: the rushing yards for these two teams are a bit deceiving because while the 49ers averaged 4.6 yards per carry, 37 of that came on one Jeff Wilson run. Yep. The rest of that leaves them at about three yards a touch, which is what the Broncos ended up at at 3.1, give or take. So there's some there's a lot of inefficiency on an offense that's supposed to run well and normally does efficiently at that. So I think to Drew's point, this is this is just really good defenses with really good personnel. Pat Sertan looked incredible. He is so in that game. Trent Williams went down too. So that was a when big, you lose big Trent loss. Williams. I mean, that's top five offensive lineman in the game when he's healthy. Losing him is catastrophic to that line. But yes. I think this was a defensive show of force. Yep. I didn't expect you know, a ton. Uh, I didn't expect a ton from the 49ers uh, offense against great defenses. Um, and then we've already talked about Russell Wilson. So I guess I was a little surprised, but looking at the metrics for the defenses, this makes a, a lot more sense as to why it happened. Did you hear Eli Manning say they should have given <clears throat> the punter $235 million? Holy hell. This, this <laughs> yeah. week for punting? This was the punter's oh. week. Yeah, I wrote this, this on another this one. This was a lot of Big Ten football this week. Gentlemen, yeah, every are, are, every time I hunters? looked up there, someone's pinning in the end zone. Also, can I, can Kyle Uzcheck get some love for toe tap swag, swag. for nice toe tap swag toe tap. on the yeah. sideline? That's gorgeous. Fullback, point is, our fullbacks and punters do for a raise because I think punters are certainly I think so. Due for a raise. Well, I think they should take the money from the kickers because this was a bad week for kicking, uh, and the punters should get that money specifically. Uh, from Mr. Amendola in uh, in Kansas City, he needs to maybe shell out, maybe pan back a few dollars and cents. Well, he is kind of their their backup punt, the kicker because Harrison Butker hurt himself. Yeah, he did hurt himself. No good. But yeah, punt, punters for the win this week. We, we crumple this game up offensively and throw it in the trash can, right? That, that yeah. sounds about right. Basically, move for, on to the ad read. Let's go to the ad read. Might be the best ad read we've ever done. Uh, Good job, fellas, collectively from the comfort of AJ's closet. Uh, So week three pick recap. I believe uh, actually week three, I was seven, seven and two. We had two pushes. We did. Uh, All right. I will trust you, I think. Uh, That leaves me still over 500 to 24, 22 and two. Uh, we had seven, eight and seven, seven and two, I believe as well with AJ. I think we were all chalky on that, that second push. Colt had himself a banner week. He did. Digging yes. himself out of the cellar. Feels good. 10, five and one, potentially 10, four and two. That's a winning Maybe record. That, that's beautiful. Coulter. Yes. Yeah. Colt, that is a winning record. Very Let me say that. 22 and two, potentially maybe 24, 23 and one. We'll look at it. Connor Riggs stormed in and yeah. just took us all. Yeah. All right. Time for week four picks against the spread. Drew, here's how we do it. We're going to talk about four of these games uh, and then we're just going to we're going to pick all of them. And then the ones we don't actually talk about, we're just going to go bang, 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 bang. Give our picks moving along. We good with that? Sounds great. All right. So the four that we are going to discuss, AJ, can you remind me real quick? We only have one marked. Yes, we're going to be talking about Jacksonville and Philly, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, TB, Cincinnati, Miami. I enjoy those quite a bit. All right. Cincinnati, Miami is the Thursday night game since Amazon Prime paid $1 billion to the NFL. They are now getting primetime matchups on Amazon Prime with Al Michaels 
uh, and, and company on, on the call. So let's start with Dolphins Bengals. It's Cincinnati minus four at home. Uh, Dolphins both on a short week, actually. So what are we thinking, especially after what we saw from the Dolphins, Drew? Well, um, I do you want me to leave with my pick or what do you want me to break it Either, down? Whatever you want to do. It's up to you. Well, okay. Uh, well, I think it's interesting still that uh, Pro Football Focus has has Joe Burrow as a bottom third quarterback still uh, um, at this point in the season, 20th out of 33 qualifying quarterbacks. And, um, you know, the Bengals offensive line is is not playing well either. So neither part of that equation, it looks very good right now. The Bengals offensive line is doing okay in run blocking, but they're one of the worst pass protection um, lines in the league right now. Um, and Miami has a fairly high pass rush win rate, according to ESPN. So that could present some problems for Cincinnati. Um, and and the, the other thing is that um, I'm looking at when I'm talking about this game overall, what concerns me is number one, we may not see Tua. I yeah. think that, you know, they're being cagey about it, but it's possible he misses this game. And if that happens, this line is going to be wildly off. Yeah. So um, my pick is Cincinnati minus four. And one of the things that um, is interesting to me is that uh, the Cincinnati defense is, is something that people aren't talking about a whole lot. The Actually football outsiders good. has them. Yeah. Has them ranked seventh in DVOA right now and an eighth against the pass and ninth against the run. So I think that's um, something pe uh, people aren't talking about. I still believe that um, Cincinnati is going to pull it together here. And it could be on a um, on a short week with the team that just was on the field for 90 plays uh, last week. The Dolphins defense, 90 plays in that heat yeah. um, and having to defend Jamar Chase. Um, you know, the, the Miami defense is 29th in DBOA against the pass. So I like Cincinnati minus four. I like that. And I like the the, the sound logic behind it. Ajay, your thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm on the same wavelength. I, I think that. Uh, I think everyone touched it, touched on it earlier when we talked about what the Dolphins had to go through on on um, was that Monday night, Sunday. It was on Sunday. Um, what they had to go through, 90 plays and that heat. Uh, and then if Tua doesn't play, I'm even more comfortable with it. But, um, you know, Drew just talked about the Cincinnati Bengals defense being quietly OK, pretty good. Um, the Dolphins defense, on the other hand, I don't know how quiet it is, but by the numbers is not great. Um, by uh, pro football reference there, what amounts to DVOA is 27th in uh, overall. Um, and I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think it's also important that while the Bengals are up front playing better against the run on offense, their yards per carry as a team is still not great, but I, I, I look, I, I don't think there's anything you could do it against, uh, against mother nature. This team is going to be so run down and two, it doesn't play. I, I think this uh, four is a little much for me, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bengals and I'll double down on that. If two is not playing. Yep. Uh, without two, it's a different ball game culture. Yeah, I'm on board with everything you guys have said, too, especially if Tua doesn't play, then this line is uh, pretty irrelevant. I still want to see Cincinnati's offensive line be a little more cohesive. Uh, they brought in some good pieces, but it doesn't look like uh, they've gelled very well. But, you know, to the point uh, Drew made earlier about 
give a new quarterback eight weeks in a system. I think that line will bring it together. Um, I hate Jets to use a good team to kind of get that chemistry <laughs> going against too. So. You're right. You're right. And I hate to use the cliche. This might be the, the, uh, what is this? The get right. You're going to do it. Nope. I'm be- not going to say it. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the get right game? Yeah, I was setting you up for it. You know, if you say but, those words, you know what I'm going to do. But they're not coming off a loss, so it's not your quintessential get right. I he do said it, <laughs> but I said it's not. Um, I is T Higgins okay? He's practicing full today with a toe, but did he not get borderline concussed again last week, which would make two on the season? I'm not seeing. Sure, look like it. Yeah, that's a little troubling. Um. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that, but I think Chase is going to get his this week. Um, Miami's defense, they got to be gas. That heat, too, on top of all those snaps, man. its I don't like this spot on the road for Miami after all the snaps those guys put in last week. Um, and there's an outside chance to a misses. Uh, and if that happens, we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater just not doing great things. Teddy Bridgewater. I am going Cincinnati. Uh, I... I... Think you guys talked me into Cincinnati. I don't like it, uh, but the, I, I do agree with, with with the fatigue issue after ninety something plays uh, on that defense. But I've, I'm also looking at what the Bengals' offense is capable of doing. Joe Burrow obviously had four picks against the Steelers. Hasn't had one since. Yeah, uh, I'm saying, like we talked about, <laughs> you, you can th- you can throw that that game out with out TJ, the window with TJ Watt. Yeah, put that game on the IR. Uh, you can throw it out with the bathwater. So that that Bengals offense is also capable of putting up a billion yards like the Bills did. Uh, that Bengals offense is also capable of getting into the end zone more frequently than the Bills did. So give me the Bengals as well. Uh, Miami's run, the record is really good, but the way they've gotten there has been sort of piecing it together with duct tape popsicle sticks and a chewed up piece of gum to get to three to three and oh um th- their run has to end at some point and it may just be thursday night uh in cincinnati uh moving along down our list we have the jets at the stillers uh mighty pittsburgh favored by three and a half at formerly heinz field ajr resident steelers fan has more is still I'm getting reports that it is still Heinz Field by everyone that's relevant in the city of Pittsburgh, and I'm going with the Steelers. Mm, you talking about Franco? Franco, uh, Jerome, um, Dwight Stone, Dwight Stone, Hans Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Named after Mr. Ward. Uh, Drew, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think the Steelers are a complete fraud, especially without Watt. Uh, I'm taking the Jets with the hook there. Ooh, I like the three. Love, love that. That I like that a lot. Coulter. I'm almost in, in line with Drew here on this. I don't know who we're going to see at quarterback for the Jets this week. Um, Salah's been saying he eyes a week four return for Zach Wilson. Uh, if he doesn't play, which Flacco we're going to get? The four turnover Flacco or the three touchdown Flacco from the week before? Uh, I think this is going to be a heavy dose of Brees Hall. His, his utilization has been on the uptick. I'm going to go Jets. Give me white Mike in, the, in there at quarterback. Hey, I'd love to see that. <laughs> uh, AJ picked the Steelers, so naturally I'm picking the Jets. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yep. And when AJ picks the Steelers, Drew, they inevitably do not cover the spread and lose <laughs> remarkably well. So uh, always pick against the Steelers if AJ picks them. That's the uh, Vikings at Saints. Vikings at Saints. Minnesota favored on the road 
on the road. If way you on the road. Yeah. Uh, in New Orleans, two and a half points for those Vikings. AJ. No, Coulter, you're a Saints fan. I'm going Vikings. I'm a little concerned about Michael Thomas being banged up. Uh, Jameson. Uh, I'm sorry. Not I started to say Jameson Crowder. Um, <clears throat> Jarvis Landry. <laughs> yeah, but Olave is shining, man. He had a huge game last week, and I think this is more to come. Jameis was uh, prime Winston slinging mode out there, which was pretty fun to watch. But yeah, I think this is Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Drew? Uh, I, I usually <laughs> – I've been indoctrinated to not take uh, road favorites here in this spot. Um, so I, I just can't do it. I got I to gotta take the, uh, the home dog. Good for you. I All like right. that a lot. AJ? Give me the home dog. Mm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm on the Vikings train with Coulter. Uh, Brands, Brands and Falcons, Cleveland favored by a point and one half of a point uh, at, at, at Atlanta in the Mercedes Benz Dome, that giant butthole in the sky. AJ, give me the Browns. Coulter, Falcons. Drew. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see Miles Garrett or not, but uh, again, home dog, give me the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons as well. Nope, changing my mind. Browns. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is a top 10, uh, top 10 in QBR on the season. They're actually fine with Jacoby Brissett. The Falcons are fun and spicy. Uh, I think Cleveland wins basically a pick them. It's tough to win by one. It's tough to win by two. Probably going to win by three. Uh, our beloved Red Hogs in, in this lovely town in which I am currently uh, in a hotel on the north side of Dallas. Uh, I hate Dallas. Uh, Cowboys favored by three. Drew. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Cowboys here. Uh, we saw bad Wentz this week, but I don't necessarily think he was playing that well uh, to begin with in the first half of the, of the first two games. He just had a lot of garbage time in the second half of those games. Dallas rushes the passer really well. Uh, that's Wentz's kryptonite. I, I got Dallas minus three there. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm going Dallas too. Wentz was sacked nine times last week. Um, it's pretty awful. Uh, Parsons is going to be hunting early and often. Uh, I'll take Dallas at home. AJ. Yeah, give me Dallas. Yeah, that's that's four of us on Dallas getting super chalky on that guy. Uh, Micah Parsons is uh, maybe an alien. Seahawks versus Lions in Detroit. Lions favored by four and a half. Those Lions, they've been fun, Drew. Yeah, they have. And this feels like one of those lines where we're going to look at it next week and say, how in the hell was Detroit favored by four and a half? It's a rat but- line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those lines where it feels like, oh, yeah, this uh, this looks easy, and it's not easy. Um, I really want to take Seattle here, but I can't do it. I just don't think that the Seahawks – I just think they're a bad team. And Detroit's offense is so impressive at this point uh, that I really I really don't think Seattle can keep up with them. That sounds like a weird thing to say. I'm taking Detroit minus four and a half. And that was- Love it. Like that it was a weird culture. thing to say objectively yeah <laughs> right <laughs> not true i think but yeah um one cornerstone piece that's questionable for me in this game is the sun god amon ross st brown yeah he he got a little banged up on sunday um if he doesn't go i'm not quite as enthused to pick detroit but i'm gonna go ahead and gamble and say he will play uh swift is also likely to sit uh, a couple of weeks Per uh, Dan, Jamal Williams, per Dan Campbell, and Jamal Williams has been great. He's been on great. Yeah, um, I tried to stash him in some leagues uh, before going into this week, just in case, and the ones that he was available, just because I know how Swift gets banged up. But yeah, give me Detroit. I've got him in the Monday Family League. I'm about to dominate him. Uh, mm-hmm. AJ, oh, give me Detroit. Easy peasy. Give me Detroit. 
I think we're all on the Lions here, boys, because I really love that. You know, I'm a I'm a Geno Smith homer, but you are. It happens. Gross. Uh, Colts Titans. Yikes! At Lucas Oil, Indy favored by three. Both of these teams are a fucking mess. <laughs> I think we saw week one that Tennessee's run defense is uh, not going to be great, and they're dealing with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I think this is a get right game for Jonathan Gross. Taylor. <laughs> Guests no, have just, free just guests have Andrew. free reign to use it as much as they want. It's just cold. <laughs> we have to keep an eye on. I don't even know the joke. I just thought I'd say it. No, um, <laughs> J- Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going to run him into the ground. And Tennessee's run defense is suspect. Give me the uh, Colts minus three. Mm, he's so polite with terms like suspect. Colt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a really tough call. Uh, like Ryan said, both these teams are kind of a fucking mess. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Colts take Tennessee here. Word. It doesn't do that very often. Wait, yeah, uh, yeah. I keep my tongue tame. Uh, I'm gonna go to Tennessee here. Uh, we saw Derrick Henry catch five balls last week. What a revelation that was! Uh, early, they got him a nice swing pass for like a 23 yard gain. I want to say maybe something like that. Um, but I, I think Tennessee's starting to find their groove offensively. Uh, it looks like they made a point to get Robert Woods involved. I uh, really thought this might be a little bit of a breakout for Traylon Burks in Week Three, but Maybe that's this week. Give me Titans. All right, AJ. Wow, toss up. Um, give me the Colts at home. I'm also taking Colts at home. Uh, leave the roof open, Jimmy. Leave the roof open. Uh, Bears at Giants. Giants favored by three at home. Both of these teams' quarterbacks uh, run for their lives the majority of the time. In turn, both of their offenses are not super fun to watch. Can't wait for this one. Uh, AJ. <laughs> Golly, man, this is a <laughs> this is a real shit fest right stink here. They should, stink, they should flex this one to the Sunday night. They should right. they should flex this one to like um, ESPN the Ocho on uh, <laughs> on Saturday at nine a.m. or something like that. Yeah, put ESPN Plus. This is the London Nebraska Notre Dame. Game. I would too. <laughs> They're gonna. <laughs> Drew is still watching. Colt's still watching. Yeah, I'm get, in, uh, baby. I love trash like this. I watched Iowa in San Diego or South Dakota State on purpose. That's because you're a masochist, bud. That's true. All right, give me the uh, give me the Giants. Uh, the Bears have a surprisingly good pass rush, um, but if Justin Fields, if you don't put points on the board, and Justin Fields by the numbers is objectively very, very bad. Uh, give me the Giants. True, um, boy. In these kind of situations, my default mode is to look at the over-under. The over-under here was really low when I was looking at it earlier. 39? Tell us what what it is. Yeah, gosh, it was bad. Uh, Yeah, 39. Nailed it. Um, So, yeah, I I think in a low-scoring game with two trash uh, offenses here, give me the points. I'll take Chicago. Ooh, that's a – I like that. I I love it. it Love it. Coulter? I'm going Chicago, too. I mean, it it boils down – to some personnel issues for the Giants. Who's catching the ball? Kadarius Tony is constantly hurt and out of favor with the coaching staff. Sterling Shepard tore his ACL, carted off. Poor guy, man. That's really sucks. End of that game last night. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Richie James. Uh, Bellinger got some run last night. He looked pretty good. And Saquon. I mean, Saquon is the heartbeat of that offense. But to me, watching Daniel Jones last night, he looked like which is way out of his element, man, which I guess playing against Michael Parsons will do that to you. Um, Chicago's got a really strong run game. They they asserted their dominance in the run game last week, and Khalil Herbert looked great. Montgomery could miss a week. 
Uh, hopefully you guys stash Herbert in your league. So I've got him in a couple of uh, deeper dynasties, but uh, I'll, I'll take Chicago in the run game and the defense. Yeah. Give me the bears as well. When Saquon is the sole focal point of an offense uh, with zero healthy receivers and Daniel Jones is the quarterback, things could go poorly for uh for two, six in, in, in whatever color they decide to wear this week. Um, yeah. Give me the bears Jaguars Eagles. We're going to discuss this. Both teams playing great football Eagles though, favored by six and a half at home. Can the Jaguars keep up Drew? Boy, oh boy. This, this is a weird one for me because I, the Philadelphia defense, I drafted them in quite a few fantasy leagues because Same. I thought that they had some early season matchups. I liked and the Detroit game really threw me off because Detroit's so explosive. And I didn't know that they were going to be that explosive with Jared Goff. So it threw me off a little bit. But since since that game, really since the second half of that game where Philly uh, kind of went nuts, um, you know, or excuse me, Detroit kind of went nuts on, on Philly's D there. They're just, they're really, really strong. I mean, they're third in the league in yards per play. Uh, they're stopping the run really, really well. They're fourth in the league in rushing yards per attempt against them. And, you know, Football Outsiders has their pass defense as the seventh best pass defense in the league uh, in DVOA. So, They've given up the 21st most passing yards, but I think a lot of that's script because they're stopping the run so well. They're so stout up front that I think teams are having to throw on them. It is a really odd matchup for me because I don't want to sit here and say how good the Jacksonville defense is and then take Philly, but Philly's been so explosive and they've been winning so many different ways that I really don't think that they're going to try to cram the ball down um, Jacksonville's throat. I think they're just going to be able to throw. And last week proved that Devontae Smith is every bit as good as uh, AJ Brown at at um, at uh, going up and making contested catches. And I like Philly here. I'll take Philly minus six and a half. I don't love that big number, but um, it's not seven, so I'm fine with the six and a half. That's a lot of points. If you keep talking about Devontae Smith, our AJ is going to take his pants off. Uh, what that means, Drew, is that I'm a big old fan of Devontae Smith. Hey, all right. Oh. I didn't even know that. Worked in a Devontae Smith reference and didn't even know. That was really nice. We're going to move to AJ before he takes his pants off. Uh, I will be leaving pants on, uh, even though it's difficult, because I'm picking the Eagles, and they do all kinds of things to me. I I'm picking the Eagles. Um, this is a big number, but Drew said it. They win in so many different ways. Um and I, I think that per, the 38 points put up by the Jaguars last week was, I think it's a little misleading. I think people are going to look at that and say, wow, they put up, you know, they're putting up a, up a ton of points. Um, their defense they is got some insane field position. They, well, I mean, we talked, we talked enough about it. Justin Herbert was, uh, was not Justin Herbert. And I think that, um, I, I think that ballooned, uh, sure. some of the problems a little bit uh, into existence, a little more than they actually exist. Um, but give me, give me the Eagles because I think now I will say this, the Jags defense is for real. I do believe that. Um, I just think that it, it's gotta be Eagles. It's the, the way they're playing. It's, it's the most impressive team I've seen this year in its totality. I'm taking the Eagles. Coulter. I'm going Eagles as well. It, it's, it's a tough call. Um, and it's kind of a big number, but Philly is they're winning however they want to right now they they look dominant they look really dangerous uh Jalen Hurts his rushing attempts have gone from 17 to 11 to 9 in the last three weeks past attempts 32 31 35 
um, which tells me they're comfortable with him throwing the ball, right? They're giving him 30 attempts a game and he's delivering monster game from Devontae Smith last week. Uh, they got him involved week two, but I mean, there's, there's three explosive playmakers in Goddard Smith and AJ Brown. And then, you know, Miles Sanders, you know, slouch running the ball behind that offensive line, but Jacksonville, you know, they took a huge step forward last week. Uh, Lawrence has gotten better each week statistically. Uh, I, I love what Doug Peterson's doing with that team. I do believe in the defense. I just think Philly's a little too much on both sides of the ball here for Jacksonville to, to get a win. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm also picking the Eagles. The Eagles are one of one of those teams that I'm going to keep picking them until they give me a reason not to. Yeah. Um, they have, as AJ said, and as you guys have all reiterated, um, they have been absolutely dominant on both sides of the ball. They have been a joy to watch. Uh, Phil, I hope you're listening to this from across the pond at some point. I am talking good things about your Eagles. Uh, ride that wave while you can, because uh, I won't do that forever. They look really impressive. Uh, I like what Jalen Hurts is doing. I like what they're allowing Jalen Hurts to do. Uh, kind of playing, throwing caution to the wind a little bit and and throwing those those big balls to to Devontae Smith, letting A.J. Brown do what A.J. Brown does in traffic, reach out, use his hands, uh, high point the football. Their defense has been opportunistic without being overly overly reliant on risk-taking measures. Um, I, I really love what the Eagles are doing, and, I, and, and for their sake, I hope they continue. Um, for Eagles fans' sake, I, I hope they stop. I need them to stop because Eagles fans can be in, in, intolerable. <laughs> but for this week, give me the Eagles. Moving on, Bills and Ravens. We're going to talk about this one as well. Another team that uh, I was going to continue to pick until they gave me a reason not to. They may have given me a reason not to. Uh, we got Raven or Bills favored by three in Baltimore. Drew. Ryan, how about you go first guns. this time? I, I've got the Ravens. He's got the Ravens. I've got the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson pre presents enough problems um, and they can play a ball control style of offense and keep Josh Allen and the Bills offense off the field. Um, that Bills defense is really good, but there's no answer for what Lamar Jackson can do, especially after he's put on uh, a little bit of mass and, and continued to be as elusive as ever. Uh, Rashad Bateman provides them a, a better option uh, now that he's healthy than, than Marquise Brown ever did. Um, and Baltimore is a tough place to go get a win. Um, I, I think I, I'm fairly certain and confident they cover the three. They, they may win outright. All right, Drew, your turn. Well, this game, one of the things that uh, that I talk about when when you look at a, a, a road favorite at minus three, if you flip that to if Buffalo was at home, essentially Vegas is telling us that they would have Buffalo minus nine at home. I think that's kind of a wacky number. So it makes me want to take Baltimore here. Um, the problem is Baltimore defense has just been absolutely atrocious. They have injury problems. They have back-end communication problems with new, um, uh, you know, Kyle Hamilton back there. And they have, um, they've given up 1,060 passing yards through yeah, three games. Yeah, the next closest team has given up 893. So that that's, that's atrocious. They're second worst in yards per play, um, you know, third most plays against just period they're give their teams they're on the field all the time and one of these um things that i really liked that i was talking about in that twitter thread was um how often does a defense um force a three and out or how often do they let a team get a get a first down and baltimore is one of the worst in the league 
So there's just so many things that make me say, I can't, I don't really want to take, uh, you know, I don't want to really want to take Baltimore here, but I just don't believe that Buffalo is nine points better. Um, so I think I'm going to have to, um, I think I'm just going to have to ignore uh, what, what my brain's telling me about the Baltimore defense and believe in Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to have to take, uh, take Baltimore in the points. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, I think is on a complete fuck you tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That whole bet on himself thing. It's a pretty risky move when they offered you $250 million, but he's doing it and, and he's looking pretty good. Cool. Tough call. Real tough call. I, I think I lean Baltimore um, looking at Lamar Jackson's uh, efficiency is pretty absurd. Last week in new England, he was 18 for 29 with four passing touchdowns and 107 rushing yards and 11 carries. So he had five total touchdowns, four passing, one rushing. <clears throat> Excuse me, the week before, nine carries, 119 rushing yards. He's playing out of his mind right now. Uh, I, I don't think it slows down this week. Uh, Buffalo is playing that the next men up in the secondary. I think they're. I think Buffalo is going to be pretty pissed after the way they kind of just let that one go down in Miami last week, but in Dorsey's pissed. That's yeah, he was, <laughs> he was livid. Um, it, it both, I mean, the Jackson Andrews connection is just, it looks unstoppable right now. Um, who, who would be covering him? Uh, Ryan, would that be Milano with probably line Milano, linebacker? Yeah. Probably Milano. That, that's they're, they're going to, it'll, it'll take a village. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take more Milano. Um, who's going to cover digs in that Baltimore secondary to Drew's point. They, they're not good. Uh, I, I just, I kind of think Lamar Jackson is on another planet right now and I'm going to hammer the over. I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'd hammer the over and I'm going to, I'm going to take Baltimore outright. AJ. Uh, I had the same conundrum that drew brought up the numbers. The Baltimore defense is just, is, is not very good. And there are all kinds Which of numbers to back to that too. It is weird, weird to, say. to say we're all just saying we well, we're certainly all just saying we're mostly the three of us saying just weird shit during this oh, yeah, episode. That's, that's the way this entire podcast. Um, does. I, I, everything is telling me to pick to pick Buffalo. I'm kind of looking at the Dolphins game as sort of a comparison, but it's almost like apples to oranges. You've got the Bills with a good defense, the uh, Dolphins with a bad defense, 38 points for. Uh, the Ravens against the Dolphins that was in Baltimore. They still lost, but that game was a miracle at the end. Baltimore had that game and let it get away. I don't think they do that here. Um, if they manage to get that far, uh, I think they've probably learned from that a bit with how to scheme on defense to not, you know, let Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill just run free down the middle and, uh, and and deep third of the field so i'm going to take baltimore with very little confidence all right i like that a lot chargers texans in houston chargers favored by five surprisingly all chalk on that last one uh chargers favored by five in houston uh can the texans kind of do what the jack wires did maybe no i don't think so uh, <laughs> davis mills does not look very good um damian pierce looked great last week um injuries accounted for both sides uh, i think herbert is feeling better and playing better this week um keenan allen should probably be back in the fold uh i'm trying to remember when uh, houston shellacked uh, los angeles chargers last year uh, i don't know how that happened but uh, I'll take the Chargers here. AJ. Give me the Chargers. Drew. 
Yeah, I, I I like the Chargers. I think Davis Mills last year people gave him a pass, like, oh, he's not awful, and then this year, um, he's not awful is not the standard anymore, and we're <laughs> finding out that he's not that great. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'll take Chargers as well. Uh, Cardinals Panthers. Uh, am I reading this correctly? <laughs> Panthers favored Panthers by a point and a half. By a point and a half in in Charlotte. The fuck's uh, going on here? <laughs> what has Baker uh, done to deserve that, Drew? Yeah, the um, that favorite one of my favorite stats here that was in this thread. How consistent is each defense at um, uh, preventing an opponent from turning a first and ten into a new first down? The Cardinals are the worst in the league. Their that defense is, is atrocious right now. Mm. Uh, I I want to pick Carolina because I think that at least uh, Baker can get something going against this defense. But I'm just not going to do it. There's just no way I'm taking Carolina. I don't care. Uh, I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half. AJ, uh, the only thing redeeming about this game is about five foot ten on a good day, and he plays for the Cardinals. So give me the Cardinals. It's when he's got his tall shoes on. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going Cardinals too. Uh, Baker has been a disappointment to say the least for Carolina. I mean, when you got DJ Moore with your best receiver having two yards last week, I mean, when just... DJ Moore is your best receiver, you have bigger issues. <laughs> well, I, I do think DJ Moore is, is he's, he's a pretty fine. good player. He's fine. Um, I don't know, man. I, I this is Arizona for me. Yeah, I got Cardinals. Patriots, Packers, uh, Green Bay favored by double digits, 10 points in Lambeau. No Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer's team this week. Drew? I, I don't think 10's enough. Uh, give me Green Bay. <laughs> Brian Hoyer's terrible. <laughs> AJ. I think he's been in New England longer than Tom Brady was in New England. Brian Hoyer, I feel like he's been on that team for decades. I think he left once, if not twice. He was Drew Bledsoe's backup before Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations um, from Michigan State in 1974. Give me me the Packers. Uh, Coulter. Packers, to Drew's point, I don't know if 10's enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think ten is enough. That New England is this the biggest moves. line we've seen this year? No, we've had a couple tens. We had a couple of tens. Week one, week two. Yeah, we've we've had a couple of tens. Packers and, and Bears. Packers were favored by ten and easily covered. Also, get well soon, McCorkle. Yes. Oh, oh please get well soon, our sweet baby boy. Uh, Broncos Raiders. Let's discuss this one a little bit. I believe, correct, fellas? No, yes, sir. Is it on? Our no, list? no, it's not on our list. Never mind. Don't discuss this. You're we're not on the list. Picks. Oh, Broncos Raiders. This one could be trash. Raiders favored by two and a half. I've got to. I've got to go Raiders. AJ, you got to go Raiders. I'm doing it. Shocking. Um, I don't want to do it, but yeah, give me the Raiders because of the thing that Colt always says that never works out for him. This team has to win a football, right? Yeah. <laughs> They've got to win a game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. I think they can score points. I don't think the Broncos can score points yet. Yeah, okay. Thanks for justifying my pick. I mean, uh, I mean Raiders, too. The offense looks much more functional. Denver has a much better defense. But until I see Denver start to put it together offensively, uh, I feel a little more safe taking the Raiders, too. Yeah, can't pick them until they score points. True. If Hunter Renfro plays, I, I feel a lot better. But um, I got to be the resident Russell Wilson guy. I think that the offense is going to play a little bit better now after having a cup, tough couple of matchups. And uh, I'm taking Denver plus two and a half. He's going to show up in a silver suit because when they play on the road, he shows up in a suit of the opposing team's color. Yikes. 
<laughs> Chiefs, Buccaneers, Kansas City favored by two in Tampa Bay. Uh, we are going to discuss this one. Uh, AJ, why don't you start us out? Yeah, so where are we at with these injuries? What's it looking like, Colt? A, a, a litany of wide receiver injuries here. Um, well, Mike Evans will be back because he was only suspended. He's perpetually banged up to a degree, but he'll be back. He's a, Russell big, Gage, strong, he's a big, strong lad. Yeah, for sure. Russell Gage hit a pretty damn good game last week. Um, and then Brashad Perryman, still there. Uh, Julio, I don't really expect Julio to play, nor do I expect Godwin um this is a tough one to call now there also is a hurricane in the mix for this game too so correct could be moved to monday or tuesday right yeah it very well could um i'm not feeling great about tampa bay offensively right now uh no we have a total of 52 points scored in three games excuse me excuse me 50 51 points scored in three games for tampa bay buccaneers not what i believe most of us had expected Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs here. I, I look for the offense to gel a little more. And uh, yeah, I, I like I like Chiefs here. Drew? Um, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, a couple of points that came to my attention when I was looking at this game. Um, the the stat that I love, the how good is your offense at turning a, a, a first and 10 into another first down? Uh, the Kansas City offense is fifth best in the league. But on the other side, uh, Tampa Bay is number one at preventing really? that. Yeah. And uh. I think that it's going to be a problem for Kansas City. They are, um, Tampa Bay is the number one ranked um, uh, DVOA defense, according to Football Outsiders. Their pass DVOA is minus 43%. So that that's monstrous. You know, uh, Kansas City went into Indianapolis and, and had some trouble last week. And that's not nearly the caliber of defense that they're going to see on Sunday uh, against Tampa. That negative 43% number is a massive number. And um, I really, you know, I think Tampa Bay, they've had some pass protection problems, but Brady is adjusting uh, also to some new guys there and he hasn't had his weapons, but he gets Mike Evans back who pro football focus says is, is uh, one of the top five wide receivers in the league right now uh, in his first two games. So I, I, I really think Tampa Bay is going to win this outright. I, I'm going to uh, plan it on putting some money down on the money line here. Um, some actual real money here uh, when we're done. <laughs> Good stuff. AJ, well done to uh, just pass your pick along to Colt immediately. Well, I did. I, I, I thought he was just going to give me an injury update, but uh, I am glad. I would be lying if I said I wasn't glad that I got a couple <laughs> picks out before I had to make mine. My original thought was to go with with the chiefs um i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna go chiefs yeah i'm also gonna go chiefs um Ooh, i think that chiefs offense I, well, it's okay <laughs> i liked your thing. case for the bucks though drew yeah, yeah did, that is I, a I, I monstrous dvoa number Jeez. <laughs> and their their defense is is fabulous um and the chiefs defense is sort of suspect against the cowboys the bucks gave up three points against the saints 10 points uh, packers only 14 points and the Packers, after that first week, obliterated the Bears. It's not saying a ton, but we're still in the feeling out phases of what these two teams are. I like the Chiefs more overall. Rams and 49ers on Monday night. Um, can the 49ers put up a better showing than they did on, on Sunday night, fellas? You can't just throw fellas out there. None of us are going to jump in. Save, save maybe maybe our guest, Drew. Drew I'll Cole jump in. I'm cool. Colts. Uh, Drew's in. I'm in. 
Yeah, I, Shanahan has owned McVeigh in their series mm-hmm. so far. That's it's odd to me to see San Francisco at minus two and a half here, but the Rams haven't played very well in the back end, so I think that's probably why. Uh, but I still can't, I still can't get behind how they're playing quite yet. So I'm taking the, um, I'm taking the Rams and the points plus two and a half. I like that, uh, Coulter. I side with the Rams too. I, I'm also a little surprised to see San Fran favored by two and a half here. Um, the Rams haven't looked stellar. Um, Matt Stafford didn't even throw a touchdown last week. Um, didn't really need to. I guess Cooper Cup can can run them in as well. Um, Akers looked better. He got a touchdown on the ground. Uh, and if San Fran's without Trent Williams, which it sounds like they will be, then that's that's a big that's, problem. That's an issue. Big problem. Uh, AJ. So the 49ers defense is right up there with – the Bills, the Jags, the Broncos, and of course, the number one defense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I just trust the Rams more. Uh, I It's hard to get the visage of what they did last week um, against the Broncos. And look, if I'm taking the uh, if I'm taking the Raiders against the Broncos, I've got to take the Rams against the 49ers. So give me the Rams again. There is zero confidence in this one. Give me the Rams though. I am also picking the Rams much of the same reasons um, as, as the rest of you fellas. I do agree that, that Mike Shanahan, uh, can I say it boys? Can I say it? Is this a get right? Is this a a get right game? No, I was going (laughs) to say that he routinely has sex with Sean McVay's wife after he beats him in football. Oh my God. (laughs) Let's go on the pronunciation game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's in poor taste, Drew. He does it all the time and we just can't seem to stop him. That is accurate. Poor taste is the name of my game. The name of this game is the pronunciation game. They're words Evan can't say. Uh, You may not opt out of any of these. You must give them your best college try Uh, as, as a, Defense attorney, I'm sure you have had some interesting names to go through. Hopefully you can figure these out on the first try. Uh, this first fella is a quarterback at the University of Clemson. Uh, he may or may not be an NFL player at some point. Probably not. Looked like it for a game, at least. Against Notre Dame. That's correct. That's right. uh, he may stink. What's his name? I, I know most of the players on this list, but I know Perfect. almost none of the pronunciations. Perfect. Um, <laughs> is it Yulia Laley? That's I don't a pretty know. Common. That's a pretty common wrong answer. Yeah, that's 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 chalk. Ryan, give him yep. the four one one though. It is DJ Ui Ungalale. You have to think of two Atungu by Ungalale. Okay. The AG sound uh, in, in Samoan makes an ung. It's very okay. unbecoming. Coulter. All right, Drew. This next guy uh, is a current defensive end for the Saints, drafted by the Chiefs. He won a Super Bowl. Play- one Super Bowl, and he did play college at Villanova. What is his Not name? BYU. Wow. <laughs> Tano Passignon. That's Almost, all Very Almost but that K is going to hit hard. It's it's Tano. You got to love that. You got to love that K. Yeah. It's a little force, a little finesse. Best of both mm-hmm. worlds. Yep. You heard this one if you watched the telecast last night, AJ. Uh, uh, Drew, this is the Dallas Cowboys center. He... Um, he comes, he hails from Wisconsin, so uh, uh, he ate a lot of cheese, is my understanding. What is his name, though? There's two acceptable. Okay, I'm gonna go on the first one, I'm gonna go Tyler. Nailed How's it. How's that? Nailed, yes, all right. Um, Biadash, uh, Biadish? didn't watch the Biadish? Biadish? solid, solid, uh, 
not he got, the he, he did sneak there. it in there though. Yeah, the the emphasis was on the right syllables, except it's a it's a it's a nice it's Tyler Biotish. Biotish. Or, well, I did slip Tyler it in under the wire on my own. Yeah, he snuck it in there. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then clap for him, you idiots. Come on. Yeah, I, I heard it. Well done. <laughs> see, what, see what it's like to get these guys to clap. Yeah, Colter. <laughs> All right, this next guy is uh, New York Giants. Uh, outside, well. outside linebacker. He made some plays last night. Um, he played his college ball at Old Dominion. What is Mighty his Mox. name? Um, I heard it last night. It was This was last night. I heard it. Oshani. Sh- um Shimenez, yep, that's it. Yes, yep. lovely. Nailed it. Nailed it. It, it is O'Shane, it. but we'll give you the last O'Shane. O'Shane. Ah, damn it. All next right. guy. Next guy's a first round draft pick out of Auburn. He doesn't play much. He's off to injured uh, for, for the Dolphins. What's his name? Noah. Ig, let's see. Yeah. I got no idea. Igbenagene. Igbenagene. I don't know. Noah Igbenogany. That one's delightful. Get it. Yeah. Oh, you should have just, I should have just like gone with what my, my brain wanted to do there. Yeah. Trust get that. God. You, you got to try to get trust, fancy. Trust the phonics. Colt. Yeah. Right, this next one is a former Patriot. Current Steeler also played college ball at Bemidji state and a hell of a handsome looking guy. What's his Mighty name? Beavers. I think it's Olszewski. It is. Damn right. Big slaps for that. Slaps for that. Drew, this is my nemesis. He coaches Navy, and as a Notre Dame fan, I don't like that very much because they play tough and boring. What's his name? All I got's Numatalolo. And that's it. And that's it. More class. Ryan, get it. Yes. Oklahoma Sooners edge rusher linebacker Brent Venables trying to do some things, but they lost to uh to Kansas State last week. What's his name? Ugwegbu. Nailed it. Oh, hey. claps. Beautiful. Claps. Yeah. I got better. Well. Uh, <laughs> Drew, Drew, you have three seconds to do this one. One, two, three. Fire away. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? That's good enough That's for me. That's good yeah. enough. Outright That's good refusel. Enough. That's good enough. Oh, Love and it. with that, he wins the McCorkle. Anyone the McCorkle. We're the McCorkle Awards. Drew Davenport. Last week's Wonderful. episode. Gentlemen, you know we keep it going. Drew, I know you got to go. I know you got kids. I know you got a family and a wife, and yet you still stuck around with us. Thank you, Blessings Drew. to you and yours. Another round of applause for this man. What do you guys say? Hey. Tell us where you're at, Drew. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you introduced me great at the beginning. Drew Davenport, FF. You can find me on TikTok, Fantasy Football Lawyer. And, um, you know, check out my podcast, uh, The Auction Brief. It's returning next week. Great show. Uh, it's, it's basically, yeah, it's just a draft uh, pod for the most part, but during the season, I do my Drew's clues on there and talk about uh, different situations that people are wondering about. So anyway, but uh, that's it. Thanks a lot for having me guys. I really enjoy talking football. This was fun. Thank you, Drew. We One more round of applause for here. Drew. Drew thank you so much. And Drew's clues is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Do you sing the song? I do not. Nah, I do not. The song. Come on. It's a man. Of <laughs> Thanks class. for listening to the shower football podcast. Please subscribe to our gently charred podcast on any platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. Take a second, retweet new episodes on Thursday mornings. When you watch Texas football on Saturday, just think of Matthew McConaughey riding along in his Lincoln, pondering the fate of his beloved Longhorns because Texas is all the way back. <laughs>